Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We don't know what day it is. We work Saturday. We work Sunday. We're off tomorrow. It doesn't matter. There are no Mondays in our world. The only thing that matters <laughs> is we don't have to watch another Blackhawks Woo! preseason game tonight. We are spared for oh, three days. Not tonight. On having to watch that. Um, Maybe I'll watch the replay. Yeah, good luck. No. No. I will not be doing that. I, uh, I saw it live and in person, both games. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. I was the so our our seating arrangement last night in Milwaukee and thanks for joining us by the way. Make sure you smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast proper, uh, wherever you're listening, subscribe and leave us a five star review. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, but we're sitting. It's it's Mario. It's Greg. Then it's uh, Phil Thompson. Then it's me. Um, Phil infiltrated our group because we're so cool. He wants to be part of it, which <laughs> I totally agree with. I mean, I at one point I looked at Phil. At, Halfway through the first, I go, is this the slowest period of hockey in the history of the world? Mm. How are we only 10 minutes into this period? I feel like I've been here for three days. It was just sluggish. It was slow. Um, I was very surprised to hear how pleased Luke Richardson was with the game afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And he sort of talked about, we put it on our CHGO underscore Blackhawks Twitter last night that, you know, there were a lot of scoring chances that were just passed up on. Yep. which we're going to get to here in a little bit. Um, there is way too much deferring to Patrick Kane happening, and as many as, as some players don't want to admit it, we're all seeing it, everyone's seeing it, and the head coach is seeing it too, and that's something that needs to be addressed uh, before the regular season begins because, look, he can't do it all, and we'll get to it. But just in general, the game was slow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say boring. If not for the fired-up Milwaukee fans, that would have been a total slog. Yeah, it was not a – yeah, when Luke Richardson said that he was very – you know, he was pleased with with some of the takeaways that, that he could have from the game and, you know, pleased with the way that they were playing uh, more than they had played against the Red Wings the night before, I was, I was very surprised to hear him say that because, for me – Viewing the game, seeing the seeing the way that the team was playing, um, to go zero for six on the power play, allow a shorthanded goal, pass up on on a two ton- shorthanded goals, two shorthanded goals. Jesus, 
I already wiped the game from memory. Um, You know, uh, to to do that on special teams is is very poor, even for the preseason. You don't want to allow that to happen. Um, To have to wait until beyond the midway point of the third period to get to double digits and shots on goal. Um, to the, the offensive opportunities that were passed up by some players that you want to see take those opportunities and make the most of them, uh, missing the net, just it just seemed like the, the team was just completely off. And it wasn't like the Wild were that much better. No. But it was just, it was just like the Blackhawks just looked just so off. And it, we, you know, we talked about it uh, at, at the game, talked about it in the, uh, the Hawks hits uh, from, from last night's game as well. The only line producing anything offensively was the Athanasiu Domi Kane line, and and they were the ones perpetrating the most deferring uh, of offensive chances. So yeah, it was just just a, 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 a an effort that did not reflect the the moment of the preseason that the, the Blackhawks had hosting this game in Milwaukee, having a great crowd behind them, and just absolutely putting out a stink fest on the ice. <clears throat> they had uh, six power plays. Uh, 0 for 6, allowed two shorthanded goals. One of those power plays was a double minor that carried over minutes, uh, yeah. into the third period. They had two power plays. They had that, uh, that final minute of that double minor in the third start to third, and then they had an additional third period power play. No shots on goal. They had 12 shots on goal in a game, in a game you had six power plays. That's almost impossible. 12 shots on goal in f- with 14 minutes of power play. And – they only had about four or five of those shots on the power play. Most right. of those shots came at five on five somehow. Yeah, there were some chances early in that game, but they these guys were missing the net like, oh my god! There was just not so even mu- close. There it was looked just like so me much trying off. to shoot out there. It was just so much off about last night. And we'll get yeah, into like it. you're in Wisconsin. That's off. <laughs> yeah, everything about yesterday was a little weird. Um, but fun. Were good. But. Uh, you know, we could get in more of the nuts and bolts in the game, but just an overall, I think everybody who went to that game outside of the 60 minutes of whatever that was they had to sit through, they it looked like everybody had a good time. The Wild fans had a good time. Sure. they Yeah, they had some stuff to cheer about. Yeah. Um, they had the Milwaukee Bucks, like, cheering section that I'm, that I'm assuming that's their normal section they were sitting at. Mm-hmm. You know, they sit behind where what would be one of the basketball hoops and they do all the fun basketball chants and they got their thunder sticks. I'm sure they're there to distract free throw shooting. They were there and trying to do all of these different Hawks chants. Well, they were distracting the Hawks from shooting probably. That well, they, they, like, you know yeah. what? It yeah, was a side the Hawks shot at twice. That might be it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why Backfired. Andreas Anthony Siu made a sweet move to get wide open and then missed the net by nine feet. Yeah. Nobody has given me more Victor Stahlberg vibes since Victor oh. Stahlberg than <laughs> Andreas Anthony Siu. I mean, that, it, but that, I agree. But that's not new. That's been his career. Right. But yeah, I, just, so. I just haven't had to sit there and watch it every night right. since this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's going to be frustrating because he is – Maybe the fastest guy on the team. Hello, shirtless dark guy. Yeah, he he's is. Out. He's yeah. doing a sexy photo shoot pose. It's, out offic- there. it's an official. Uh, it's an official CHGO Blackhawks yeah. show now. It's in the books. Um, yeah, he's got the. F- he's probably the fastest guy on the team. Oh no doubt. I would think so. And he's zero he, to sixty quick. EA Sports lucky. doesn't believe so, but well, he. But he know, is. They don't actually watch hockey at EA Sports. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets straight line north south up and down mm-hmm. the ice quickly. 
one of the fastest players I've seen in recent memory. He's got some moves. He can get through traffic. It's just when the puck is on his stick, it ain't going in the net. It's crazy. It's it's going to be very frustrating, and I like him, and I think he's a nice little player, but this is he has shown us through these first two preseason games why he's been on, what, this is his fifth team, fourth team already in his career, and it's a third. It's, it's Red Wings. At least Wing, third. Or no, Red at Wings, least fourth. Oilers, yeah. Kings, and now fourth team. This is a guy that scored 30 goals for Detroit. Yeah. So he's shown that he can do it. It's a career 12.4% shooter. That is staggering to me. Doesn't, that it is doesn't surprising. feel like that. That's, I'm going sure. to quote Will Farrell. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> he had, uh, yeah, almost 17% his rookie year. 17, 15, I'm rounding. 9, 14, 9, 7, 12, 16. Well, so all right. Th- then the numbers say that it should get better. I hope so. I mean, it can't get much worse. It is. And it's preseason. We and need- there have been so many moments in this preseason alone where he has done, made moves and generated chances that get you out of your seat, and then nothing happens. He yeah. did it last night. He did it in that in the opener against St. Louis. He had a move where he went right up the middle, weaved through traffic, one-on-one with the goalie from 10 feet in, and... Yeah. Hit the crest. Yeah. They, hit the post. At least, shot it at over least the he net. hit the goalie on the one yeah. shot. Last, yesterday he was missing the net yeah. completely. And he wasn't the only one. No. Seth Jones had a look at on a power play at a wide open cage and yep. missed it by eight feet. Um, I don't recall Ty Domi shooting at all yesterday. Well, Ty didn't. He but retired. Max, yeah, Max might have. The Jays. <laughs> yes. Well, Ty, well, Ty and Max were me. tied in shots yesterday. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think what's going to be – Really frustrating is if the the theme of deferring to Patrick Kane continues with that trio, uh, and if if Andreas Athanasiu's speed and the fact that Patrick Kane is out there on the ice doesn't open up things for uh, a guy like uh, like Max Domi, or if Athanasiu can't you know finish those chances, it's going to be really frustrating because that looks like the only trio right now that's going to be generating any exciting offense for the Blackhawks. So if those chances don't fall, and if, if they keep saying, here, Patrick, have the puck. I, yeah. I, I don't believe I can do anything offensively. You can do it all. It's going to be so frustrating. And we're asking for just a little bit of entertainment out of this team. Yeah. I'm not asking, them, asking this line to produce three 30-goal scorers, but just give us a little bit of entertainment. I could get if it was two rookies with Patrick yeah. doing this. But these are two these vets. These are mm-hmm. guys that have been in the league for six, seven, eight years now. Do your damn job. Well, let's hear from Luke Richardson because I think he made a really great point uh, uh, in this in his post game conference last night. We'll we'll discuss it after we play the video here. Uh, this is Luke Richardson after the Hawks loss uh, in Milwaukee. Yeah, we actually had, I've talked to you know Patrick about it in the summer, and then I talked to Max. Uh, you know, and, and you know I think Andreas knows now even on that one blind rush in the second period that. You know, Patrick, I, I think he even might have said before the game, like, he's going to draw attention and, and that's going to open up other people. And you got to recognize that and, and pull the trigger that that's your chance. And and that's that's an assist for Patrick right there, whether he touched the puck or not. And then it's going to open up. People are going to have to honor them because they are good players with good speed that, uh, you know, Patrick eventually will get his opportunities and he's good enough that he's going to make his own as well. So. 
Uh, I think there's just a growing process with that, and I'm sure there is over the years with different people playing with them. Um, but you know, these guys maybe are a little younger, so there's you know there's a factor there that they're they're you know not intimidated. I think they're excited and maybe a little overexcited to try and work with them when when it's not there. So the thing that stood out to me there is he's first of all he's obviously noting noticing it. Mm-hmm. They've already talked about it. The fact that he says Pedro Kane on the ice creating space for the other shooters is him getting an assist without getting an assist. Yes, someone is going to be with Patrick Kane the entire time he's on the ice. They will never lose sight of him. Only a Jeremy Cowton team would lose sight of Patrick <laughs> Kane on the ice. So the other team's going to know, and theoretically, that's going to open up space for Domi and Athanasiu, or whoever his line mates might be as the season goes on. Take advantage of that and put it on that. And Richardson said, too, if you're not sure, shoot at the pads and then Kane can handle the rebound. You're trying to get these passes through three defenders, through 30 feet of ice. No. No, you just don't have that level of skill. Too fancy. And uh, honestly, there were several moments last night, too, where Patrick Kane had an opportunity to shoot and didn't either. Yeah. So it's not just his line mates. It's him, too. And I think as things get frustrating and you're not having success, then everyone tries to be perfect. And then when that happens... You got no shot because mm-hmm. then you're you're trying to globetrotter your way to success and you're more of the Washington Generals than you are the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, if you think about some of the some of the players that have played with Patrick Kane over the years and that have had gone on to have a lot of success. One is Artemi Panarin. He played off of Kane so well. Yep. Now, granted, he's also a world class hockey player, but we weren't exactly sure of that until we saw what he did in the, in the NHL. He was lighting up the KHL and then came over here, played two seasons with Chicago with Pat, Patrick Kane and was an absolute star and has gone on to continue that uh, away from Patrick Kane. But that first year, first year and a half that he played with Kane, so much was open for him and he took advantage of it so well. So I'm not saying Max Domi or Andreas Stanisiu have to be Artemi Panarin. But you have to be able to recognize, like, hey, both of these guys have played long, you know, long careers in the, in the NHL. They've had success at the NHL level. They are quality NHL players. They just have to not be so deferent to Patrick Kane to say, like, here, you have the puck. You do something with it. And, and I see a lot of people saying, like, Don't, isn't that what we want? Don't we want them not score goals? Sure. But also you want to be able to see – things facilitated the right way because if you're if you're playing in this system that Luke Richardson is is implementing you want to have the game flow well so that the guys who are going to be executing the system this season next season season after that can see it working properly because Luke Richardson has talked so much about wanting to have you know putting an emphasis on video work you know showing the the lightning and the avalanche from this this past season's playoffs having now a couple preseason games of of film to go over with the team you want to put the the system that you're looking to play on film with your players doing it so it's so much easier to teach down the road to the to the young guys that are going to be coming up to other players that come into the system so it 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 can be easily conducive to you know the the development process so having those guys play the system properly and having it executed properly is a way to help development down the road it's not just about 
scoring or not scoring this season. It's about the the timeline with Luke Richardson as the head coach and the way that you know this team is going to hopefully uh, progress as years go on. So so yes, not scoring goals is part of this tanking process, but you also need those guys to have a little bit of trade value because it's likely that's the path that they're going to take this year, Domi and Athanasiu. Um, but also to to you know put on put on tape what things are supposed to look like, what a successful yeah. you know offensive zone shift looks like that leads to a goal and, and whatnot. It's 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 partially on ice success. It's also off ice teaching moments. We talked a lot so far this off season and in the training camp about nobody should think that they have a guaranteed roster spot. You know, outside of a couple of players, we talked about yeah. all these young players that. Should well, I think that needs to be applied to the Patrick Kane line. Nobody should like Domi and Anthony Sio should not be marked and you know they, they should not be cemented in that line. If you're not performing, if you're not right, pa- if you're if you're all you want to do is pass to Patrick Kane. I want to see Lucas Reichel with Patrick Kane in one of these last two yep. preseason games. It is becoming pretty clear that he's going to be starting the season in Rockford just by the yeah. way it's going. You know, they've spent all preseason trying to get some chemistry with Dylan Secure and Lucas Reichel, uh, maybe foreshadowing. It's a waste of time. Put Lucas Reichel with Patrick Kane these last two preseason games or whatever. What If Kane's only going to play one of them, put Lucas Reichel for an entire game with Patrick Kane and see, see what happens. Yeah. It well, seems like we're doing the, the Dylan Strome thing again. Dylan Strome played his best when he was with Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit. Good players play better when they're with other good players. Put Lucas Reichel with your best player and see what you got. I don't want to see him with third liners slash AHL players. I want to see him with the best line on your team. So if Max Domi and Andres Anthony don't want to be more aggressive and all they want to do is skate the puck up the ice, stop and look for number 88, put Lucas Reichel in one of those spots and let's see what he could do. Yeah. Uh, Dan uh, B says, Max Domi has scored more than 20 goals in the NHL only once. Not sure why you expect a sniper. We don't expect a sniper, but we expect well, a shot sh- attempt. I want a shooter. Right. So if someone, you know, put him in the clock tower, maybe he hits the ground next to this, to the guy he's trying to shoot. But like, it's just, you yeah. got to at least try. You, you got to have shots on goal to have goals, theoretically. Exactly. You're going to score more by shooting the puck than passing the puck. That's, yeah. I'm no expert. I'm no coach. Yeah. Put puck on net, sometime puck go in. Sometime. It's going to go in a lot more when not putting it on net. A wise so, man once said that, yes. and I stand by those rules. And Nate says, can we get them quarterback helmets so someone in the booth can tell them <laughs> to shoot? Oh, with the, <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> with the microphone shoot. in the helmet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, go. look, That's the fans good. were saying it last night. They're, they were letting them know. Yeah, once they got to the third period. There was a guy in the third who was like, the most upset sounding individual fan I've ever heard. He's like, shoot it. He was so <laughs> aggravated. So and usually the shoot it fans are the most annoying. But holy cow, yesterday Sometimes was. Sometimes they're right. Like, what are you waiting for? He's, that man encapsulated <laughs> yeah. the soul of everybody in red in that stadium. And he spoke for everybody that was cheering for the Blackhawks. Just yep. like. What am I watching? <laughs> shoot the puck. <laughs> You're down three. It's time to shoot. Yeah. One thing I got to get better at this season, and pointing to thumb, you know, we all have work to do. 
I got to stop uh, getting visibly frustrated in the press box. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But there are three or four face palms I made last night that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that is dark in here. Yeah. It's like, I've, oh, my God. I've, brutal. I've, I shook my head a few times last <laughs> night and Saturday night, too, where you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, shoot the puck. Yeah, that's that's it's as simple as that. I think the next preseason game is Thursday night. I would like to see a more offensively minded Blackhawks team. What surprised me about the the game yesterday was that it was I was expecting that to be pretty much eighty percent NHL roster, and it very largely was not. Uh, I was I was very surprised to see the the lineup that Luke Richardson put together for that Milwaukee game. Whether it's you know he's focusing on development and trying to you know figure out what he's got in some of these depth players or not, I would have thought maybe there might have been a wink, wink, nudge, nudge from Kyle Davidson and just be like, hey, can you uh, play some of the premier players a little bit here? Give give these fans something that they uh, they came out to see. Uh, but yeah, I was very surprised not to see a more NHL laden uh, lineup. So I guess you know it's preseason. It's it's a it's a largely non NHL lineup. Uh, that we saw last night, and maybe we're getting in the weeds about things, but I really do th- think that in the next two games, it's v- going to be a very uh, close to what we might see on on opening night uh, set of rosters. Yeah, it's time. It's time to give the the actual team a look yeah. together. Yeah, uh, and you saw Korchinski, Savoie went down today. Mm-hmm. Arvid Soderblom went down today. The only Blackhawks goalie would win in preseason. That's so right. Yeah. Uh, there's also some injury news. Um, Caleb Jones left the game. Looks like he took a hard hit to the shoulder. He was shown holding his shoulder on the bench before he headed to the locker room. Um, Luke Richardson did not have an update at the end of the game. Off day today, so hopefully we know more tomorrow. Um, but that's not great. And I wrote for allchgo.com today, kind of my roster projection, saying this team's not going to be the youthful group we thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. right? A very clear that Lucas Reichel looks like he's going to start in Rockford. I think you could say the same with, like, Slavin and a lot of guys, like, kind of on that level that yeah. you think maybe have earned NHL jobs, but they're putting such a value on Rockford that they want that team to compete. They want that yeah. team to win. So they're going to just let them compete and play big minutes instead of playing bottom six minutes here in Chicago. So I, I sort of went through and projected this. Um, with my forwards were Taves, Kane, Johnson, Blackwell, Domi, Reese Johnson, Sam Lafferty, Athanasiu, Radish, Kara, Kurashev, Robinson, and Entwistle. That's 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, Boris Kachuk announced yesterday out four to six weeks yep. with an ankle sprain. Defense, I have the Jones brothers before last night. Connor Murphy, Riley Stillman, Jack Johnson, Alex Vlasic, and Philip Roos. That's seven. Uh, and then potential extras would be Dylan Secura, Cole Gutman, or Mark, Mike Hardman on offense. And I think if Caleb Jones is out now, that Alec Regula might be. Yeah. Might be. Might, well, might and also Jake in. McCabe will likely not be ready to go at the start of the right. year. Uh, so he'll, you know, based on on his projected timeline, he'll miss out maybe the first week, maybe two. But um, yeah, I think there's you know with with some injuries that we've that they've experienced throughout the preseason now, there's some. Spots opening up that you know you might see a, a young guy pop up that you weren't weren't expecting, but I think you know going into this summer we we thought a lot about like okay now is the time to see a lot of young guys. It's gonna it's gonna maybe be later in the season when we see some of those guys come up, even with these injuries. It, it, the opening night roster 
and, and through the first few months of the season might be a more experienced roster with some young guys. I mean, Entwistle, Kershev, they're in their early 20s still, but they've been around for a bit. Um, you know, it's not it's not like, you know, you're talking about a, a guy like Lucas Reichel or anything like that where it's like, oh, this is the first chunk of NHL time that he's really going to see. Yeah, I think when you're talking about, like, the Slavin, Regula types, they're a little more, I guess you'd say, like, ingrained in Rockford yeah. than Kurashev and Entwistle. They've been out of the, you they've know, been they've been, out of it they've been with while. the team for a while. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like when the season ended, they sent Vlasic to Rockford. He never played. Right? right, I got the no. timeline right. Right, he never played. No, yeah. Even well, he, played, he never, he never went. He never went. To oh, that's Rockford. right. They never sent him yeah. at all. Yeah. Right. No, he he went. They sent uh, Nolan Allen and Colton Dock down there, but neither of them played. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Vlasic came in and he was scratched a bunch at the beginning of his tenure, and then jumped. So into they're the looking lineup. for continuity in Rockford, and I think yeah, you know, and and I I'll say like if I had to choose right now, I would want Lucas Reichel on this team. Is he one of the best twelve forwards? Yes, I don't think there's any question about it. Mm. But their plan is to, I guess, maybe overdevelop, overmarinade, which I guess is fine. But I think if you have a bunch of games where they're, you know, playing three games and they're scoring four goals, they're gonna have to find some offense somewhere. Yeah, like you got to at least create the illusion of trying to compete for the guys that are here. Mm-hmm. Look, even last night they didn't play well. But they're out there trying. Right. They're playing hard. They're not, you know, pulling up on checks. They're competing. They're physical. They're skating hard. Loss after loss after loss. Even though that's the plan, you've got to at least be in some games. Mm-hmm. And with the offense as it was last night, and again, not the full lineup, of course, um, they haven't scored a goal since Sam Lafferty's empty netter. Feels like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, you can't endure three nothing, four nothing, four one losses all season. Like you have to have some games where you're you're competitive. You know you're, you know go, going to you know getting games to overtime and shootouts because it's four to four stuff like that, or or losing. You know if you if you if you have to lose, make it six five or something like that. Something exciting and, and to show you know that there's levels of success that you're seeing in in, in some of these players. Um, and and in the systems that Luke uh, Richardson is 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 implementing, like like I talked about earlier, those are the things you want to see because if you keep getting your your head beat in four to one, five to one, getting shut out, like the the morale, as much as it's you know according to Tyler Johnson, better than it was at at any point last season. It's not saying much, sure, but it's it's an, it's you know small improvement. That's going to take a hit real quick, and 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 the veteran players. Uh, who have big voices in the locker room, if they're taking those those losses and those hits and it's getting the frustration, it's going to be hard to to mask that. And it's going to be hard for Luke Richardson and, and the rest of the guys in the locker room to keep spirits high as this season drags on. And I think, you know, you, you, you have to have some of those games where it's just like, all right, this was a game where we, we came out, things worked the way they were supposed to. Um, you know, you talk about them, them always competing. It's it's really the blueprint of the type of team that Luke Rich, or the Kyle Davidson wants to put together, mm-hmm. and it's a team kind of mentality that Luke Richardson is going to implement. And you have to have that rewarded every now and then. Otherwise, it's just like, well, what are we doing here? You know, I, I've I've played on sports teams that have got their heads beat in and for an entire season, and by the end of the season, it was just like a death march. Like, can we just 
get this over yeah. with, please. So uh, it's 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 definitely challenging. So you need to have some of those results where even even in a loss, you can say, you know what, we put a really good game out there. I think you said it last night, Jay, um, where it's like, okay, yeah, they're losing and it's not going great, but they're still playing hard and it's good to see. But is that what we're going to see in February when they've lost seven in a row and right. it's, it's, it's bad as it, it's going to be and they've hit their lowest point? Are you still going to see them trying hard in the third period when they're down 3 nothing? That remains to be seen because yeah. there, there is going to be stretches of that during this season based well, on this roster. I mean, look, for a prime example – Let's look at number 19. When things were going well for the Hawks, there was nobody skating harder, no one trying harder, no one more engaged than Jonathan Taves. Mm -hmm. When things started going downhill, you saw that change. You saw that take its toll on him mentally and physically, and even the guys who, air quotes, want it the most can only take so much losing. And, you know, night after night after night to, again, you're out there giving it your all, you're finishing checks you're skating as hard as you possibly can and you look up and it's four to one what's the point mm -hmm. right and I think that that to me is going to be Richardson's biggest challenge is how does he keep these guys engaged through a losing season and I do think there's going to be some of those nights where they just don't look interested and it's going to be understandable right but it's weeding out, like, who are the guys who, at the end of the year, are still giving it everything they've got? And that's why when we talk about why it might make sense for a lot of these guys to be in Rockford instead, it's because they're going to be winning. They're going to be competing. They're going to be in the playoffs. All these things that you want for young players to experience, not only on the ice, but off of it. Mm -hmm. High fives after the game, going out to the bars after the game, having a good time. Bonding, laughing, being together, enjoying the game, that's important in development too. It's not just going out there, scoring goals, and going home. There's a whole lifestyle to hockey. And going through loss after loss after loss really, really, really can have an impact on people. So do I want Lucas Reichel here? Yes. But could I see 20, 30 games in him being like, this sucks. I don't like this at all. Because what I'm used to is being really good mm -hmm. and scoring a lot, and I'm not doing either of those things. One thing you said earlier about Reichel just a couple of minutes ago, uh, I want to touch on. You said, you know, oh, you know, maybe he starts in Rockford, and then you know, if the offense is struggling, he, he can maybe provide a boost or something along those lines. I'm not necessarily sure. I I want that either because. I mean, if it's terrible through the first six weeks of the season and they got the worst low-scoring offense in the league, and then you're like, okay, we're going to call Lucas Reichel. Yeah, then, then the expectation yeah. is he's the offensive he's savior, savior. Yep. and the pressure gets amped up. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, ha if he goes through three or four games without a point, then you're going to start hearing that B word come out, that word that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the bust word that started mm -hmm. coming out very early with Kirby Doc. Yeah. Because the expectations were so high. So maybe starting him here in Chicago is the right thing to do. Where, where you know, hey, if he's struggling with it, then everybody's struggling with it. And there's not that he's here to save the season type of mentality. Now, I don't think many people are going to have that mentality. But if you're, Fans will. if you're in the lowest, if you've if you got the worst offense in the league and you bring up your top prospect, the expectation is going to be, mm -hmm. hey, buddy, you're here to score goals. Why aren't you scoring goals? You stink. Yeah. Speaking of worse in the league, we've got some new projections we want to share with everybody. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. 
I love meat. Do I look like a guy that loves meat? Yeah. I kind of smell like meat most of the time. <laughs> you know, like a summer sausage or venison. I always have a meaty sort of a musk to me. Is that what that, is that, is yeah. that what I'm, is that yeah, what I'm sure. getting yeah. right now? Okay. <laughs> He's nodding along. Uh, Green so Ridge a bit Farm. A, a bit of a jalapeno cheddar. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. Well, he was in Wisconsin yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Green Ridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. You see it in your deli case at the Jewels. I saw it at the Costco's. Wherever you're shopping in Chicagoland, you're going to find Green Ridge Farm. They really want you to know about the meat sticks, which we got like a, uh, a, a case of them a while back here at CHGO. All-natural. Didn't Hardwood smoked for eight hours. They were gone quick. <laughs> Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, or school lunches. 16 grams of protein per stick, making it a perfect post-workout snack, I'm told. Uh, they come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar. That's the goat. And spicy chili, also very good. Uh, if you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. So here is your opportunity. Go to greenridgefarm.com. Order any three meat products. And then include a pack of the meat sticks in your order. Those meat sticks will be free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Again, add any three meat products to your cart. Then add the meat sticks as well at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Use the code CHGO and the meat sticks will be free. This is a Jay Zawoski fat guy promise. You will love Green Ridge Farm meat sticks and all their products. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Free meat. I'm hungry now. Let's get some meat. Yeah. yeah. We got the girls fired up. Is it ready to go? It can be. It can be. Get it's Weber. Get shirtless guy. Fires up, up quick. Get him. Get him on it. Uh, yeah. The weather is still good for grilling. Uh, weather is also still good for shorts. As you can see, my my nice pasty uh, thighs here on the uh, YouTube broadcast. Weather is also still nice, just nice enough for some golf. And if you're still out on the golf course as it is now October, uh, hats off to you. Be sure to pick up yourself some Pins and Aces Golf Apparel. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor for the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network. Pins and Aces is a family-owned golf apparel business. You'll love that. They have amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even one that has a beer sleeve in it. That can keep up to seven of your favorite beers right there in the golf bag. Keeps them cold the entire round, which is perfect for a person like me who likes to have a beer or seven on the golf course. Uh, be sure to go to pinsandaces.com and use the promo code CHGO. You'll receive 15% off of your first order, and you'll get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, promo code CHGO for 15% off of your order and free shipping. Uh, golf weather is going to hold out just enough. So uh, be looking good in your pins and aces. Apparently. Get out there. Let's go. Uh, all right. So uh, Josh Youngren of uh, Evolving Hockey, one of the best uh, hockey metric sites out there. If you're interested in such things, you should become a subscriber and help out these people who are uh, helping hockey information become available because the NHL is not. <laughs> They've got their projections for the season. And uh, if you are rooting for Connor Bedard, as we all are, he projects the Blackhawks will be dead last in the league with 63 and a half points. That's a projection. Ah, you love the half point. Uh, Coyotes with 67.2. 
So two and a half games better for the Coyotes than the Blackhawks. Sure. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. You got to hope the Blackhawks go 0-4 against the Coyotes this year. That's an eight-point swing right Those there. Those are the Alex Taylock games, my friend. Yeah. Well, hey, you know. I don't know. Based gotta, on some gotta, of the... You got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, that the four, the 40 minutes he played uh, uh, against the Red Wings the other night looked pretty good. It was yeah. the finals 20 well, that didn't really... Yeah. Uh, I think based oh, on some geez. of the rebounds I've been seeing out of number 34, it's not going to make a lick of difference who's in goal. <laughs> Yikes. There was some juicy rebounds yeah. yesterday that if it was a regular season game would have gotten a lot uglier mm-hmm. a lot quicker. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Most of these projections are saying the Blackhawks are in the bottom five, four, three teams in the league. Um, this one in particular uh, is – saying that they're projected to be the worst and you know i we we talk about like oh it's a preseason game this isn't a really an nhl lineup or whatnot part of the preseason is figuring out who your depth players are and who who can who's 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 one of those between the play between the ahl and nhl players guys who will get called up and so you know when when you're talking about like the the production of patrick kane and jonathan taze um, during the preseason, it's just like, yeah, you want to see them doing well, but you also kind of give them a pass because you're like, well, they're NHL players already. We, there's nothing to worry about there. They'll kick it on in the, in, in the re- regular season. This is an, uh, an opportunity for some of those mid-level players, some of those depth players to, to step up and, 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 and make, a, make an impact. And I don't think a lot of those guys have done that, which makes me feel like a team made up of these depth players, mostly for the Blackhawks, it's like, oh, yeah, There'll be a sixty-point team. Like I, I, I really feel like the the issues that we talked about on Friday with uh, with with the Coyotes uh, crew, the PHNX crew. Uh, we talked about the lack of depth scoring, basically outside of Patrick Kane, uh, who is going to score goals, who is going to be offensively productive for the team, um, and most of those guys that are going to fill that role are likely gone by March third. And the guys below those players, I don't see much of anything, at least through the preseason or in previous seasons, where I would believe, like, oh, yeah, they might also, you know, produce some offensive pop. I, I don't see it. I don't think, as much as I like McKenzie Whistle for the game that he plays, his offensive game doesn't pop at the NHL level. We haven't really seen it too much from Philip Kurashev. Um, a nice pass the other night. Yeah. To set I mean, up uh, Reichel. Flashes, flashes of... of 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 that skill but nothing too consistent um sam lafferty is a is a great energy forward uh, a great guy to have to to fit that competitive relentless uh style that kyle davidson wants the team to to have he's not a he's not a point producer he's not a goal scorer have you guys noticed taylor radish at all uh, only when he was fumbling the puck yeah, on the power yeah. play or or when he was getting pushed off the puck along the boards yeah like yeah um, yeah, it's preseason, and it's four games of preseason, and we saw a lot of guys that aren't going to ple- be here this year. I mean, for crying out loud, we saw uh, Kale Howarth. Kale Howarth. Yeah, yeah, sure. Harry Hogwarts and uh, <laughs> and and Luke Phillip on power play action yesterday. That is never going to happen ever in a regular season yeah. game. Uh, Not I, in the NHL. I could say that with confidence. That will never happen in an NHL game. So yes, but. When the little bits and pieces of like the legit lines that we're going to see to start the season, we talked about the Kane line. They're not producing offense in their two games. Mm-hmm. That's a problem because 
other than that line, whoever's playing with Patrick Kane, there's your offense. I don't see it coming from anywhere else. We've seen Jonathan Taze with, with Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish so far. And Colin Blackwell. Sure. <laughs> who, the f- who the F is scoring any goals? I don't know. I don't see offense anywhere else besides number 88 right now. This might change. Taze might have that bounce back year. Everybody says it could happen. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Tyler Dude, Johnson. I-, I like Tyler Johnson a lot. I just I don't see it. Taylor Radish does nothing for me right yeah. now. That might be able to change. Philip Kershev. Man, we get 12 goals oh. out of Philip Kershev. That's a successful well, season. Let's do this. Right? Like, who are the players that stood out in the preseason in a positive way? Kevin so. Korchinski and... Your guy. Uh, Samuel Savoie uh, for being a Arvid cannonball Sar- on the ice. Arvid Soderblom. Sure. Yeah. Uh... I, yeah, I mean, there hasn't the. I, I know it's preseason, and I know. But we, but, but you said it's it's one preseason game. Well, it's only two preseason right. games. Well, it's three preseason games. Right. Well, it's only four if preseason. NHL games. guys <laughs> are out there playing against AHL guys. They should be dominating. Thank mm-hmm. you. And they're not. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, I, I'm just gonna flat out say it. Taze has been freaking invisible. Yeah. He does nothing when he's on the ice, mm-hmm. and you can blame his line mates if you want. Fine, but my God, he's. He's just not productive. Sure, he'll back check every now and again. Cool. Like, there's a lot of guys that can do that. He wins faceoffs, but it, it doesn't. That's great. You need that, but what's the point? You gotta, you gotta do the something with the puck. Exactly. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, there's no offense on this team. The, the problem, the problem with that, with all of this, is the player, the players you're seeing the players of consequence that you're seeing having these issues in the preseason or having just a lack of production, if that translates into the start of the regular season, granted, we're talking about this team trying to get Connor Bedard. We understand that. But that can translate into bad habits. That can translate into poor attitudes. Like So you want to have some success in the preseason out of players that are going to be here or players that are battling for positions in the bottom of the lineup or whatnot. Um, You want to have some signs of success for those kinds of players so that they can translate into the regular season and it can translate into a positive season uh, to have some sort of positivity to it. Because if bad things from the preseason translate to the regular season, then yeah, you're already going to be in a pissy mood and it, the, when the losses start to count against your regular season total, it makes it worse. And so you want to have a little bit of, of, of some building blocks to take from the preseason into the regular season because you need to have something. If you go in there with absolutely nothing, if you go into the regular season with absolutely nothing to show from the preseason, it's hard for the players. It's hard for Luke Richardson. It's, it's just going to make this season, which is going to be long, even harder. Well, and it also, as we look at the Rockford Chicago lineups, it makes sense too that you don't want guys here in a toxic situation because you talk about bad habits developing. It can ruin a kid. Yeah. Going through that can ruin somebody. So I don't know. As much as I, you know, I keep referencing the cookie, as much as I like the cookie of Lucas Reichel, let's wait for the whole meal. And when, you know, Davidson has earned my trust. You know, I, 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 the plan seems sound. He has stayed on point. Yes, the qualifier, he did not get enough for Alex to bring it. Noted, right? But most of the other stuff he's done has been pretty solid. 
and pointed in the right direction. Hopefully he's making this, the right decision with these kids for their long-term development because that's what matters. And then if you get Connor Bedard in this draft, he joins the Blackhawks next year. All of a sudden, you call up Reichel. You call up Slavin. You call up some of these more skilled guys you've got playing in Rockford. you got another year of Korchinski in the minors, Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro is probably ready to go. And all of a sudden, like, oh, mm -hmm. you can start to see where they're coming from here, right? The guys that matter, honestly, truthfully, the guys that matter, aside from Reichel, are not in Chicago or Rockford. It's true. Most of them, yeah. Most of the guys that are, that are going to make up the roster when this team is in the playoffs again probably haven't even been drafted yet. So, True. right, it, we, there's a lot of things we can preface our, our statements. And, yes, this is preseason, but you're starting to see concerning trends that, as you just said, Mario, can carry over into the regular season, and then that, that snowball rolling down a hill becomes a full-force avalanche, and you can't get out of the way of it. Right. And, yes, we're not ex we have no expectations of, of winning this year. But you don't want to see it to be a complete waste of a year. Yeah. You want to come out of this year with at least three or four things you can grasp onto and say this was a successful season for this young player and his progression. Or, you know, Luke Richardson being able to do this as a coach. Um, it's going to be a real big learning experience for Luke Richardson on how to coach a team that is losing mm -hmm. and how to break some of these potential bad habits that may form. So it'll be interesting to see how he attacks that as the year goes on. But, yes, it's preseason. Yes, it doesn't count, but there are some legit things to be concerned about um, that, like, yeah, I have no expectations of any sort of success this year, but I also don't want to see just guys not trying or guys not being their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you go through this entire season and you don't have more than two or three positive takeaways, then, yeah, you're, you're in the wasted year territory where it's just like, oh, they really sucked and there was nothing to point to. And then it's just like, okay, well, if they do end up with Connor Bedard, that's great, but what is he walking into? Is he walking into, a, a, a as you said, Jay, a, like a toxic scenario? Because that's just counterproductive, you know. That's 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 not going to you know be the accelerant to the rebuilding process that you're that the Blackhawks are hoping that they are. If you get a guy like Connor Bedard, put him into the organization, and the organization is already like, all right, step one to get Connor Bedard, check. Now we're ready to hit the ground running with you know accelerating the rebuild or or getting things where we want it to be in the next two to three seasons, where it's like, hey, we can be competitive again. Uh, if, if you have a season where it's just like everything's shit, all of it's gone, hot garbage, burn it all away, well, then then the only thing you may come away with is Connor Bedard, and it's just like, all right, well, we're, are, we any, are we that much better? A little bit, but what scenario is he walking into? If we're sitting here at this point next year, one year from now, still wondering, hey, Lucas Reichel might be a good NHL player, he might not be, if we're still having those discussions... Mm -hmm. It hasn't been a great year. Well, we might be. I mean, look, the Kirby Doc thing, uh, we, still, we still don't know. Montreal doesn't know what kind of player he's going to be in. We saw those flashes, just like with Reichel, but there's 
I said the other day, like, we've yet to see that dominant Lucas Reichel shift. Yes, he had four points in the Tom Culver's prospect showcase. Right. And I know it's Culver's showed up. <laughs> um, and that's great, but it wasn't like he's out there, like, splitting a D and, you know, lighting up the net. A lot of those were secondaries. A lot of them were not, – I'm not trying to write them off, but, like, we just have not seen that it's, Reichel moment yet. Yeah, it's positive to see. And and he it's, – it's a good way for him to build confidence – being really good in the AHL is a way to build confidence. I I think with Reichel, he did that last year, which is why I ab- kind of I advocate for him to be in the NHL because now it's like, okay, take that experience from last season. Take the games that you played in the NHL from last season. Now build that confidence at the NHL level. If, if the Blackhawks want to keep him in the AHL to build the winning, help build the winning culture in Rockford – I get, I, I understand that, and yeah, that's probably going to help. But if he's, if he, if we're at, if we're seven games in the AHL season and he's got fifteen points, okay, like can can we, can we yeah, elevate I, his game a little bit now? I, I also think an angle of that too is you've got Kane and Taze and Johnson and Jones and Domi and Murphy, and they look at each other like, uh, why is this kid not playing here? Right, like they would want to also play with a guy who's yeah. going to elevate their games as well or he, could yes he's one of our better players he should be here mm-hmm. you know so that that's a that's an element maybe we hadn't considered yet is how do the veterans feel if they they're like lucas reichel was sent to rockford why right yeah. you know i don't know they, <laughs> they've already had those uh you know alex the was traded why kirby yeah. dark was traded why like you don't need those veterans ha- making uh having more questions unanswered um like i get i get they don't need to like every move that's going to happen um, but I think at some point you have to kind of make it clear through, you know, plans of development or whatever that you can say, hey, you guys can have this this young player to play with, and it's it's going to make a difference. But we'll see. Yeah. Should we do uh, Should we do Foco before we uh, tie Let's a bow? Let's tell the good people boy. about Foco. Yeah. You know what? It was fun yesterday. Jay and I took a little lap around the concourse at, at the Pfizer Forum. Oh, thanks for the invite, guys. Because we told you. You were eating. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I know. Aside from Mario, do you want to come with? And you saying, no, I, we did absolutely not <laughs> invite you. Totally, I mean, I the totally big question, though, is did Phil Thompson join you? No, 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 no. That's why he was, yeah. No. He had enough about two minutes into the game. When I asked, I said, to Greg, I, said I can't. Greg warned him That's before it. the game it's that what get, you're getting childish. into. And then they played a song that was reminiscent of a moment on South Park. So I shouted across to Greg. I go, Greg, you ever see the episode of South Park where they microwave their balls <laughs> and bounce around town on them? Yeah, this is what this music's like. And Phil's like, my lord. <laughs> Puck hasn't even dropped yet. And we're talking Phil's about like, balls. Man, they will let anybody into the press box these days. <laughs> but anywho, on our on our uh, trip around the concourse that we totally invited Mario to, to join us, yeah. uh, we stopped in the gift shop or the pro shop, whatever they call it there, and we were checking out some of the cool Blackhawks merch. And then we, they had some, of course, they had Milwaukee Bucks th- uh, merch in there, and we saw... On one of the stuffed yeah. animals, a Foco tag. You're like, hey, we know that. Yeah. Those are our buddies over at Foco. And they are your one-stop shopping for all your officially merchandised professional sports gear. They've got you covered from the United Center all the way to the front room, north or south side. They've got hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Hopefully our guy, Lucas Reichel, in your favorite Blackhawks gear 
from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies that will keep you warm when you're sitting close to the glass this year at the United Center because those tickets will be available. <laughs> Check out Foco, <laughs> F-O-C-O dot com or click on the link in the YouTube description below or wherever you're listening to our wonderful podcast. And as a special bonus to our CHGO listeners, that's you guys. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to see, receive 10% off all non-sale items over at FOCOFOCO.com. All right, a couple things we want to tell you about. Um, our show schedule for the week. We are off tomorrow. Wednesday will be audio only. Uh, Thursday post game. Friday we're off. We're back Saturday. Next Wednesday... The season begins. The actual NHL season begins. Crept up fast. And we will be in Denver. Yes. With our friends at DNVR. So that night, we're going to do a post game. It's going to be slightly delayed because DNVR obviously gets priority because their team is good. And it's their home studios. And it's their banner night. Yes. And we're going to let them talk about... a, a regular season loss before we get to talk about them. Yeah, they got to lick their wounds before we go in and <laughs> they're, celebrate. They're going to be drunk and they're going to, you know, <laughs> and it's. Are you just going to be creeping in the background of their live show, just kind of standing <laughs> there? Staring <laughs> yeah. yes. we'll, be, we'll be like that, that, like that guy on like Good Morning America with like the sign behind the window, like, hey. Yeah, yeah. that works. Katie. Yeah, so th- that'll be next. Uh, <laughs> that's next Wednesday. The season begins, but we're going to be in Denver, which is awesome. It's so exciting. We we sort of speculated that might happen, and now it's actually happening, and it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's incredible. We're going to be out there the day before Tuesday. Yeah, but I think Tuesday we might be doing a crossover we're, we're, show. We're hopefully going to do a crossover show with the Avalanche crew live from Denver. Can I go? Am I allowed? I want to go. Hey, we uh, got room. Talk to, talk to Jake. He's you our get, booking you should agent. Do, you, could, uh, you should do it from Red Rocks. That's you my can, you could, Hey, I'd love to do that. That's on my bucket list. And then Wednesday, post-game show from there. So, yeah. Could be fun. I've never been to Denver. I can't wait to go. Yeah, it's yeah. Be a good I'm time. looking forward Drink to it. Drink a lot the of other water. Th- you know, a lot of water. You're high altitude. You got to stay hydrated. That's a oh yeah. I'm not doing any stairs. No stairs. All good right, call. Good. You yeah. don't do that. I don't in need Chicago. to have exactly. Unless <laughs> we're with Mario. When I'm with Mario, sometimes I'm like, I should pretend I'm healthy. <laughs> no, um. All right. The other thing we got to tell you about our next CHGO Bears tailgate, November sixth versus the Miami football team. If they're still in the league by then. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's still employed by them. 8 a.m. to noon. Go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets. Several ticket options. Some include parking. Some don't. Join us. It was such an amazing time last time. I was blown away. I had high expectations, and my expectations were blown away. I think you guys agree. Had a good time. We had about 200 people out there enjoying tacos, enjoying pizza, donuts, booze, uh, you music, know, games, music, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just a great day, great weather. I think November sixth will still be pretty decent, maybe a little bit okay. cold, maybe yeah, whatever. It's bears, bears weather. Yeah, Probably right. need some space heaters. Exactly, but it's going to be a great time. We're all going to be there. Come join us, the sixth of November, uh, eight a.m. to noon at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. It's a great time. Come join us. Allchgo.com to get your tickets. To be clear. You do not need tickets to the Bears game to attend the tailgate. But feel but free to go on game time. If you're looking for tickets, mm-hmm. make sure you go on game time. Use any of the links in any of our podcast bios to buy your tickets because that helps us out. But get in that habit. When you're looking to buy tickets to a game, a concert, whatever, use our game time links to score an amazing deal 
on last minute tickets. So we'll see you November 6th at the tailgate and we'll see you when, well, we'll talk to you Wednesday audio only. So look for around uh, lunchtime ish on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks everybody.